0: You're listening to Minor Talk on demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app.
1: Utah fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brotus and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Dieta Agency, seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City, and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763, or tweet the show at 600-ESPN-EL-PASO on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go studios with your host, Adrian Brodes.
0: All right, welcome in. It's minor talk. It's the last one before we get ready for Christmas. I'm Adrian Bratis. He's Sal Montes. We're brought to you by the Oscar at the Agency. UTEP falls in the title game of the Star Bank. Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational to Bradley, 73-66. Frustrating loss. Uh, you felt like UTEP should have definitely took this one. Let's uh, let's just put it that way. The Miners led by as much as 14 points in the second half, but just simply couldn't hang on. Uh, Bradley went on two different 6-0 runs and really built on a lead against the Miners, and UTEP had no answer down the stretch. It, it wasn't Sule Boom who could help them. Uh, maneuver through the late part of the game wasn't Keontae Kennedy wasn't Jamal Biennemi wasn't Christian Agnew who fouled out of this game uh, it was a frustrating loss for the Miners for many different reasons and I think you know adversity maybe have caught up with this team uh, at, at this point UTEP just could not hang on and I, I know that a lot of Miner fans are disappointed after this one so let's talk about it our telephone number eight eight zero five seven six three. 5763 that's our telephone number to get into the show 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter that is 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, which, by the way, we're getting blown up right now by uh, guys like Pinky, guys like uh, Minetto, guys like uh, Mike Cuviello. Uh, they're they're having a conversation. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, Parmal Malejo tweets the show to get things started here on on Minor Talk. UTEP, please. Gold takes time. Um, Also tweeting the show right now on 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That is 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter is Leo underscore minor fan. All losses suck, but I don't feel bad after this one. You can see that there are things developing with this team, in my opinion. Also tweeting the program right now, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter uh, is Mr. E. The Miners simply sucked and they choked. It would be like this all year. Up and bleeping down. Yeah, I think people are upset with just kind of the up and down nature for this basketball team early on uh, here in non-conference play, Sal. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a frustrating one for the Miners after losing to Bradley tonight. I
2: mean, you know what? It's frustrating because they, they had the lead by 14. But at the end of the day, we're looking at a team going into conference play with a 7-5 and record. And if you're looking at a team with a 7-5 and record after everything that's gone on, do you really expect them, uh, I mean, to even be 500 with everything that this team has had to deal with? Good point. I mean, it, uh, every loss sucks, don't get me wrong. But, one, I do think that this Bradley team uh, was better going into the game. They've been on fire. They've been battle-tested. And also, I think they just wore out the minors in the end. So, if you're frustrated and, and losing your mind over this loss, I I really, really encourage you to relax. And plus, Christmas isn't like three days. Yeah, chill, man. It's it's the best (laughs) time of year. I mean, seriously, it would have been awesome. Yeah, they were up by fourteen, but I mean, Sule Boom was back after uh, after fighting the illness yesterday, still fighting it today. A lot of these guys playing uh, off of food poisoning, Uh, you name it, it, it's there. So the end of the day with this uh, with this game, yeah, it hurts to lose it, but I'm not that upset over it, to be honest.
0: I think uh, you side with somebody like Leo underscore minor fan who uh, looks at this UTEP basketball team, sees the potential. Uh, I, I totally get that, Sal, and I think there are minor fans right there on the opposite end who think, hey, this is the West Star Bank Sun Bowl Invitational. This is UTEP's home tournament. They shouldn't yeah. be losing these home tournaments when they have them here at the Don Haskins Center, and Joe Golding was disappointed about finishing non-conference play with three Losses under their belt at home. I, I mean, UTEP right now is seven and five going into conference USA play. It's going to be a tough. Uh, it's going to be a tough first two games as the Miners take on the Blazers, who are the top team in conference USA West, and then take on Middle Tennessee on Saturday, who's a top conference USA's East division. So a tough two game stretch to start off conference play for the Miners. And uh, yeah, th- this one's an interesting one because no Titus Verhoeven in this one still. Dealing with a concussion, he was on the sideline, was wearing street clothes. Hopefully, he is inching back to a return uh, for the miners soon enough. And for guys like Jamal Beeny, only a second game back from being out in the past two weeks. Uh, you had Sule Boom back out from, like you said, Sal food poisoning yesterday. Alfred Hollins didn't play yesterday because of food poisoning. He he played some valuable minutes off the bench, uh, yeah. but you had some, you know, you had some shaky performances today and some tough stretches, and uh, the the whistle. Really hurt the miners. I mean, the refs are just blowing that whistle against the miners left and right. Uh, give credit to Bradley because they did look yeah. like a pretty good team out of the mid-major ranks. That's a team who could end up in the NCAA tournament when it's all said and done. And man, that guy—you know—he poured in 26 points today. Terry, Terry Roberts, Roberts. he Ooh. was an absolute baller. 11 rebounds as well, three blocks, one steal in 35 minutes of action. Sal,
2: yeah, he was able to uh, really come through when it mattered the most for uh, for Bradley. And if we're being honest. Uh, and we're going to talk about maybe a difference maker uh, or, um, I guess, a game changer, so to speak. What was the reason why Bradley won? That man right there putting in 26 oh, yeah. points. The only one to crack the uh, the 20-point mark, the second closest uh, to it would be uh, Keontae Kennedy, and he had 16. So that's 10 points less. Uh, but either way, though, as far as the whistles blowing, uh, it was pretty even on both sides. But um, it was definitely halting a lot of uh, rhythm that any team was trying to make. However, Bradley just got hot at the right time near the end, and um, I think they figured out that Miners offense, too, especially uh, when it mattered the most, so all credit to the Bradley Braves in this one.
0: You know, uh, Joe Golding didn't see any problems with the Miners attacking the zone defense that Bradley was flexing against the Miners, but I actually think differently. I think the Miners did struggle at times to score against the zone. I didn't think that guys like Kennedy were uh, you know, he had 16 points points in this one, but I didn't think he was comfortable down the stretch. Didn't think Sule Boom was comfortable down the stretch. I mean, he had a really tough game, man. Let's just be honest with with ourselves. Sule Boom really struggled in this one, and he got to 11 points, but he was 2 of 8 uh, from the floor, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc. He made his free throws, but it uh, was a minus 14 in terms of efficiency today. Kevin kalu struggled as well, and he was somebody who gave UTEP a lot of really good you know, minutes yesterday, but in this one, he, he just didn't give the miners what they needed. Bonky Marion comes off the bench and he played okay, but uh, just couldn't give you what you needed defensively. Sometimes he was getting lost. He had a three pointer he where he got lost uh, on, and, and the forward hit the three right in his face. So yeah, I, I think that it was a struggle for the front court for the miners. They went small a lot today, Sal. You saw a lot of lineups where Jarrell Satterfield was the tallest guy. You know, it was Alfred Hollins who was the tallest guy. Jamari Sibley tallest guy on the floor, but they went small in a lot of different stretches. I think that UTEP, if they have, uh, if they are undermanned like they are kind of now, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they get Titus Verhoeven back soon, right? Uh, yeah. at, at least that's what we assume. But if they are undermanned at the forward position, it might just sell out and go small at, during these stretches because that's the best, you know, the best five they can throw out there.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like Jay will said it yesterday. You got to go with uh, your best players at any given time, yeah. and you got to make the other team adjust to you. So it, it didn't really work out tonight um, because Bradley was able to be more physical and take advantage in the end. But, I mean, if UTEP goes small and they have the advantage with speed and quickness, I mean, there could be games where they win because of that. So it's not a one-size-fits-all uh, scenario when it comes to this uh, this basketball team.
0: Eight eight zero five seven six three. that's our telephone number as we get started here on Miner Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, where we're asking people right now. We've got a poll question up on t- uh, Twitter right now. 600 ESPN El Paso as the poll question. Miners have finished their non-conference record at 7-5. and five. What will UTEP finish in Conference USA? Vote and respond with your reasoning below on our Twitter page right now, and these are the results as they follow. of our 65 voters so far have said UTEP will finish 1st through 3rd. 49% of our listeners say UTEP will finish 4th through 6th in Conference USA. 26%, which is 2nd place in the voting right now, believe UTEP will finish 7th through ninth, And then 14% of the voters right now say 10th through 14th. Finishing near the bottom of Conference USA. If you want to talk about it with us, let's do it eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the show. Let's go to one of our regulars. It's Ronnie who's joining us on the phone lines. Ronnie, what's happening, man? How are you?
3: I'm okay, man. How are you? Doing fine, Ronnie. What'd you think of this one? Hey, you know that I love you and Sal both, but you guys are both way off here, man. Okay, get it to be, us. And you can't be up fourteen points in your own tournament and lose on your home court and tell me that. Oh, yeah, it's all good because guess what? When they lost to Kansas, everybody was upset, and they got smacked at Kansas. So you're telling me you're more okay with them blowing a 14-point lead to a mid-major school in their own tournament, on their own court? That make uh, sense? I'm,
0: not, I'm still not okay is with it, this it one no on my side. I, I, never, I thought this was a bad loss. I thought it was a disappointing a one in UTEP. Loss. Yeah, well, UTEP had it, Ronnie. UTEP should have won it's, this one.
3: It's a horrible loss. I don't care if the enemy's sick, boom is sick. They were up still up 14, and they played minutes because Golding – trusted them they were out there and they made some some plays. They don't get a pass when they lose to oh they were sick because they were out there when they're up fourteen. We can't give them a pass, man. And Sal, you're wrong. They're not seven and five. They're five and five. You gotta take out those two non division one wins they got, man. They're, I hear what five you're saying. I, okay. I see what you're That's saying. That's really what they are. That's really what they are at the end of the day. They're a five hundred team. The people that are saying they're gonna finish higher. I you know I got them somewhere around seventh to ninth in the league because you know what you know what Bradley reminds me of? Who plays like Bradley in the league that UTEP had struggled with?
0: A, a I lot. I, I can think of La Tech kind of plays no, 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 no. that way. There's
3: one, team, no, 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 no. There's one team that plays just like Bradley, and that's who UTEP struggle with. Who is it Rice? Yeah, exactly. They shoot the three ball. They got bigs that will rebound, shoot the three ball, step out. They got an excellent guard play just keeps coming at you in ways. And I'm sorry, man, but that's UTEP's biggest weakness is when they got bigs that can play it and they got guards that can shoot it. They just don't have enough answers, man. I, I get that they're – Deeper than they were last year or, or, or deeper, I guess, than what Terry wanted to be, but they struggle with teams who can shoot the basketball. You look at uh, Bradley tonight, they hit nine threes at a what, a 42% clip? Like, they just, like, no, 12, actually. They had 12 threes. Tonight. Yeah, 12
0: okay. of 29, yeah. and they, they were 41% from the floor, too. 12. I mean, they killed it.
3: Like, the, Utah struggles to guard teams like that, man. They really do, and I, it goes back to what I said at the Kansas game. I love Golding. Golding was the right pick, but until he forces Offensive efficiency—it's gonna be. Look, did you just see that play? We was sloppy for like three minutes back and forth, miss layup, yes. run over, miss layup. That like, sequence was awful. Like that UTEP could UTEP, have taken the lead there. You can't play like that when UTEP, man, because your margin of, of, of error is so slim. Because other teams shoot the ball so well, one through five on the court, did all it takes—all it took Bradley to do—is to come down and hit some three pointers and to get right back in the game. So UTEP's getting these forced two pointers from Kennedy, a free throw here, a free throw there, and Bradley's just coming down, Say we're going to penetrate, kick, wide open shot, penetrate, kick, wide open shot. they got to get some offensive accountability, man. And I get that Kennedy's playing better, but all you're allowing him to do is what you're allowing Boom to do. Go 1-on-4, 1-on-3, on like, the odds ob- aren't in your favor, man. They're just not, over time, they're just not in your favor. He's looked great these last three games, four games. I don't want to take anything away from the kid the best he's ever looked in uniform. But what I'm saying is, when you let one guy go like that, Guess what? And here comes Agnew trying to play like that. Here comes Holland trying to play like that. Here comes Bunky Marion just throwing them up. And now all of a sudden, the game gets away from you. It gets a little tighter than it needs to be because there's no offensive accountability. It all started with Sule Boom, like I told you guys after the Kansas game. And now it's going to catch up to them because teams in the league are much, much, much better, and they all shoot the ball far and beyond better than UTEP. If UTEP needs a Christmas present. They need to go clone. Jerrell Satterfield. He bought three more shooters, Go clone Jerrell Satterfield. There's your Christmas present. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only way they finish in the top five of the league. They don't shoot the ball well enough.
4: Yeah. And then up
3: front, they're too young up front. You're playing Sibley, who's essentially a freshman, Kalu, who's a freshman. So right now, you can't trust Kalu because he's a freshman. I don't know what the hell Agnew's deal is, but Dana Dimble should be telling Golden, give me Agnew because that's the type of cornerback I need to win the league. Because he's a cornerback. He's not a basketball player. He's a corner. He's out there just following everything. And the last time I checked in football, 15 is better than 6. <laughs> go find that kid to play football. That's what you need, Dimmel. Hey, You don't have to go to Trafford He's right there on your campus. you hey. take me later, Demo.
0: Hey, uh, Ronnie, before we let you go, give me your thoughts on Cowing because I know you, you were fired up about this one yesterday.
3: He's making the right move, and I heard you say this last night the callings; I was working. There's no way, Adrian, he left this team to go to another mid-major school. He's going, he's going P5, baby. He didn't leave on UTEP to decide he wanted to go play at the West or something like that. Nah, 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 nah. He's going to play with the big boys where they get real money and they got real NIL deals. And and I'm I'm, I'm proud of the kid. I'm I'm proud of the kid. But in all seriousness, it goes back to what I've told you for two months now. If I'm cowing, why the hell would I come back to UTEP my quarterback only completed 55% of his passes and my coach has only gotten us to one bowl game, even one winning season. Like I can't put my future in these guys' hands that, that the success is going to, to carry on. The best thing Senator could do is give Demo a, a, a two-year deal That's a one and first year guaranteed, second year team option and see where it goes. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be locking that guy up for another four or five years and waiting all that time and wait watching kids go bye-bye. No way. Cowan made the best move. I'm happy for the kid. And, uh, If he did it three days after the game, guess what? He knew he was doing it when he caught the first pass this season. He knew he was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm taking my talent to the next level. Simple as that. Yeah,
0: I I hear you, man. Hey, Ronnie, Merry Christmas, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right, you take care, Ronnie. All right, that's Ronnie on the phone lines right now, 880-5763. I thought Ronnie made some really good points. I'll touch on those points right after this. We'll take our first time out of the program right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Mike is hanging on with us. If you'd like to give us a call, now's the time to do it. 880-5763 as Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency back after this right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
5: Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. A garage door opener is something commonly found in homes and cars all across the country. In fact, we produce 10 to 15 million garage door visor clips for your remote controls. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at keatssw.com.
6: The beach is calling Dead Beach Brewery. The home of El Paso's craft beer is here to serve you. Check out the tavern and beer garden for locally made fresh craft beer. Enjoy Texas-style barbecue, including slow-smoked brisket and ribs made from scratch smash burgers, pastrami sandwiches, and more. Located in downtown El Paso at 406 South Durango Street. Visit deadbeach.com for a full menu and hours. Dead Beach Brewery. Buy El Paso for El Paso. Proud sponsor of UTEP Basketball.
1: Happy
0: holidays from the Oscar Arieta. Agency. Here's Oscar Arieta.
1: The holidays are here, and many of us are already making plans to safely enjoy this time of the year with our loved ones. As we start our holiday celebrations, let us not forget how blessed we are to have health, food on our tables, and most importantly, we will not let this pandemic define us. I am thankful for my community and wish nothing but blessings for you and your loved ones. From me, my family, and the Oscar Arieta Agency, happy holidays and may God
4: bless you. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing proud supporters of UTEP basketball and Coach Joe Golding. Coach Golding has made some changes, and so has Longhorn Distributing. We've added ceramic coatings to our store. We've expanded our service department to give faster and more efficient service on pressure washers and cleaning equipment. Longhorn Distributing is the only distributor for hot sea pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. We're located at 5516 East Paisano, so call us for a demonstration at 772-9092.
6: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats recruiter team builder trainer mediator policy maker and of course paper pusher but not anymore bamboo hr is the number one hr software for small and medium businesses it manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people not paperwork bamboo hr frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job creating a great place to work if the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats you're ready for bamboo if you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com panda. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com panda. That's bamboohr.com panda.
1: Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. All
0: right, welcome back to Miner Talk. We're continuing here on 600 ESPN El Paso. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. as we continue... Our telephone number is eight eight zero five seven six three. As we continue, Bradley defeats UTEP 7366 in the finale of the Westar West Bank Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. If you'd like to talk about it with us, now is the time to do it. Uh, I thought Ronnie made some interesting points. I agree with him that, hey, UTEP just needs I, – I really and I think it goes back to something that Joe Golding said earlier this week in his pre- press conference for the Westar uh, for this tournament. He, he started it off by saying they lack an identity on both sides of the ball. They lack identity on the offense and defensive side. And I think they have, like, glimpses of where they want to go, but they don't really have it all together. And I think it might be a collective unit. I think that's what it might end up being is their identity. Identity is, you know, by committee, everything by committee, and perimeter defense by committee, you know, interior defense Mm -hmm. by committee. I mean, scoring points in the paint or or hitting outside jumpers by committee. I I think you will have your guy who stands out among the others. I mean, Keontae Kennedy's been on a tear recently, but I think it's it's probably going to be a by committee team. Um, You know, I I think it's one night somebody's going to get hot, the next day another person will get hot. Yeah, you
2: know, it's interesting you say that because I think – on just about every team, there's somebody who's going to be the go-to guy. I mean, we, we think of it and know it as the best offensive player, and who is it? Sule Boom, right? Right. But um, at the end of the day, it's going to be an opportunity-style basketball team where who's, who is in position to make a play, and are you going to make that play? I mean, more times than not, uh, their effort is going to outshine the other team, but when you have a team that that's giving the same amount of effort but they happen to have a little bit more talent, that's kind of where – where it slides over to the opposition um you know getting the uh, the benefit in the end even with that 14 point deficit Bradley's still good enough to uh, to overcome on the road over UTEP so it's a uh as tough as the loss is and as good as they've been in certain games, I think we're all forgetting that this team is still a work in progress. You know what I mean? Sure. They, they've gotten Sure, hot. I agree. We've seen Keontae Kennedy get hot throughout this five-game stretch. We've seen JB get hot at a certain point. Then, of course, Sule, boom. But who is going to be that consistent guy night in and night out? We really don't know who that is.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it's up for grabs right now as far as who it could be. I, I think that's a really good point there, Sal. Uh, let's go to Twitter real quick. Uh, 680 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Adrian at EnemyWin3 tweets us. Why didn't Jarrell Satterfield play at all in the last 10 minutes of the game? The Miners were struggling to score, and he had just hit his third three earlier in the game. Hashtag Minor Talk. Great point, Adrian. I I think that um, when you're talking about Jarrell Satterfield playing in the final minutes, he should have. I mean, he was killing it. He was really hitting that shot in a big way, and it it seemed like he was lethal from the corner. He was 3 of 4 from the three-point
2: line. Keep feeding Jarrell Satterfield when he's hot like that. I don't yeah, know. Keep doing that, and he might get a high award. Uh, a hot hand award winner but uh, no I I, I get it this is a guy who uh, where you need three point shooters uh, who are consistent and he is that guy just not really getting the opportunity the only thing I could think of and it was tough because I'm listening to the game I didn't get to see the actual action but maybe there was uh, something with defense that that kept him out but this is just a guess I literally have no idea
0: yeah I I don't know either because I thought he was okay I just I don't get that one either I'm with you Adrian Uh, King Eric tweets us no excuses tonight they just got outplayed when it mattered most. The kids that Robert, the kid, that kid Roberts was lighting them up. Satterfield has come along real nicely. Hopefully he can help this team during conference play. My name is Jeff, the big bacon joining ba- us back on minor talk. Hi, haters. Don't cry. Haha, Minors for life. Why you cry over one game? Gonna go undefeated in conference. Hashtag green chili. The Chico's hashtag minor talk, man. He's I love him. <laughs> He's great. Um, Alexa D at Westside915 tweets us, solid call by Ronnie, best yet, hashtag minor talk. I agree, great call by Ronnie. Let's see if Mike Cuviello could follow it up. He's joining us next on the phone lines, 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you?
7: Uh, First of all, I'd like to apologize for that stupid timeline, but I'm doing very well. Ronnie, Ronnie's call. It's okay,
0: running. man. Just don't tag us. It's fine. You can have as many. Just, just quit tagging us. Just take us off the tag. Well, it wasn't
7: supposed, was supposed to go there, so uh, we'll, we'll get off that, though. But um, my comments towards the night, I'm really surprised because it looked like we was rolling at a certain point and had this game under control. But it seems like down the stretch, the other team was able to basically do what they needed to do. They got to the foul line late in the game. Like, if you look at foul shots, we both had about the same amount of foul shots and we shot better. But if you look down the stretch, they were trying to get the ball inside and draw the foul. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big difference between the strategies of the team because sometimes you see us play and you're like, what is our offensive strategy?
0: No, there's no identity. I mean, there really isn't. And I think that's a really good point you bring up because they had a a game plan to the T, and when it came down to the big moments for the Miners, they just really didn't have it. They didn't have that shot in them.
7: And I was only able to listen. So I'm assuming Satterfield, I mean, from an outside view, I'm assuming Satterfield was having trouble guarding Roberts.
0: Well, but I, I don't problem. really know, but I, I think they were just trying to get the right switch on Roberts. I really don't blame Satterfield too much defensively. I think the, there's a narrat, uh, there's a, uh, I think a misused narrative that uh, Jarrell Satterfield is not good on defense. I don't think he's bad. I, I, I really think he's not a zero for sure. I think other times you point the finger of blame at other players instead of Satterfield. I thought he gave you a lot of great minutes tonight. I'm not too sure why he was out it, during that final stretch.
7: But this is a team that we should have beat. Bradley's not oh, that yeah. good. And I hate to disappoint you. They're not going to the NCAA. They got Loyal of Illinois in that conference. Loyal of
0: Chicago. Chicago, yeah, good team. Chicago. Good team. Chicago, yeah. Yeah, good point, Mike. Hey, appreciate the phone call, man. Merry Christmas, man. Take care. You too, my man. All right, let's go to Hunter, our guy. He's joining us next on the phone lines. If you'd like to weigh in, 880-5763. That's our telephone number. What's up, Hunter? How are you, man?
8: What's going on,
0: guys. How's it going tonight? Oh, we're okay, Hunter. What about you? I can't
8: complain, man. Why were you sitting up in the nosebleeds today? <laughs> I I uh, actually
0: had a friend come in from out of town, so uh, he wanted to go to the game, so I ended up uh, joining him in the in the in the crowd. It actually was really nice. I love that vantage point. I, I love you know being behind the bench, but I really like being in the crowd too.
8: Yeah, it's about the height where I always sit about row ten behind the bench, so you okay. kind of get you see a little bit of everything. So, not a bad spot, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's just more of the same tonight and that, you know, I, I think everybody's so hungry for a winner and, uh, you know, we think with the change that, oh, it's going to happen immediately, you know, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, but we haven't been waiting with this coach and waiting with this team. So we have to understand that it's going to be inconsistent. You're going to see flashes of greatness and you're going to see flashes of horrible. Yeah. And it, it's just what comes with it. And we You know, it's those of us that get kind of too excited or carried away that it's like, man, why aren't they doing better right now? I want it now. And uh, it's just not going to happen. I still think they're going to finish a little better than 500. Uh, Bradley's probably would – they'd probably be a top-five team in this conference, and UTEP's right there with them. So I I think they're going to finish a little better than 500. They're going to finish maybe top six in the conference. they just got to clean some stuff up and – I think a game like this where they had to battle where critical possessions uh, were had at the end of the game will teach them lessons going into conference. And with a lesser coach, I would be worried. But with a coach like this, I think they take lessons from it and move forward in the conference smarter and more well-prepared.
0: I think I'm also, hoping. yeah. I think this team also needs a little break. So once once they come back on Sunday, I'm interested to hear what the word is around practice. Maybe they feel like they they're pretty far away from where they think they could get. And I think that's the right answer for this group. I I'm with you on that. I think there's there needs to be patience all around when you're just talking about Joe Golding. Hold them accountable for the errors and mistakes they make, but also uh, recognize that they're trying to improve and 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 you know have already made some adjustments on prior things that ha- they've really struggled on earlier this year.
8: Well, I mean, we're quick. I mean, it's human nature, and we, we we tend to dwell on the bad. But uh, if you all remember, their offense was anemic to start, anemic. Their rebounding was terrible. Both of those things have been addressed. The offense is much improved. It's not where it needs to be, but it's a heck of a lot better than it was at the beginning of the year as well as their, their rebounding. I mean, they're, they're grabbing some tough rebounds. Uh, Bradley's a much more physical team. They're a bigger team. And uh, they didn't lose the rebounding battle, so there's improvement. You know, it's not all negative. I mean, and trust me, I'm not happy. I'm not a moral victory guy. I'm not a these millennials that are happy with anything. I uh, i don't like excuses, but you know what I mean? You you have yeah. to take it for what it is. The positive, Sibley's looking good. I mean, down the stretch, they got it inside to him. He made some great moves. He made some key shots, and he had one go in and out on him that I think would have been critical, unfortunately. Uh Kalou's getting awesome playing time and I think he's grown a lot. You know, so so there's good and you know, we got to take that with the bad and some of the bad like I told you earlier, I don't trust Boom at the end of the game. And you can blame whatever you want the food poisoning, but he's got a history of he's just a spaz. I don't trust the guy. He'll bounce the ball off his leg. he'll fall, he'll throw up some random poor choice shot just like he did last year against Kansas or in yeah. other tight Lots. He's just he's not a clutch player, and I, I the reason they lost is because the ball was in his hands four out of those last five critical possessions, and he just blew it. You yeah. Know? So he did. Those are things that need to be addressed, and uh, you know, hopefully they are. And, and Golding's a very smart guy. He's a good coach. He sees what we see. He's not ignorant to it. But he, you know, he's playing it smart, and he's he's not going to call his guys out on you know on the post game show, uh, but. I think we got to take the good with the bad, man. I think Ronnie's probably your most educated caller as far as basketball goes, man. I love. I agree. That bad call.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I always mm-hmm. like when Ronnie calls in. I I love his perspective. I mean, same with Jason Williams yesterday. I mean, he was money on a lot of different things too. But yeah, he'd be on your show today.
8: <laughs>
0: I know. I was <laughs> hoping know. too, man. I was hoping he he was, but yeah, Jason will we'll will drop by here and there. He'll he'll always stop by, so that'll be uh, good stuff. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate it's that. Not our
8: new It's not an insult to the rest of your callers, but I think, you know, Ronnie's just, he knows what he's talking about, man. He's had to be around basketball, real basketball for a while, and he he always comes with some good stuff. But, you know, this team's about where they should be. They're not underachieving or disappointing. They should have won today. It was a terrible game to blow, but it's going to happen. With a team like this, we can't expect too much of it yet. You know, uh, stay the course. I trust what uh, Golding's doing and uh, there's bigger things in life right now man so with that said man Merry Christmas and hope you guys enjoy uh, your break and some time with the family.
0: All right, hey Merry Christmas to you too Hunter really appreciate the phone call your money as always too we always appreciate your phone calls as well Uh, let's keep it moving here on Minor Talk 880-5763 that's our telephone number Leon I promise we're getting to you in just a second first let's get to Joe Rod he's got our press conference breakdown following speaking with Joe Golding and the players Joe thanks so much for doing this. You did a great job yesterday, and uh, we really appreciate your, your time. What was the take uh, takeaways from uh, this press conference after this one?
9: Well, um, yeah, thanks, Adrian, for having me back again, and it's always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, after the after the game, uh, it was a little bit of a delay as far as getting the press conferences in because you got to remember, since it is the, the Sun Bulls. Uh, oh, sure, the awards, right? There's the awards ceremony and trophy presentations and p- pictures with the media and stuff like that. So it was delayed another extra, I would say 20, 30 minutes uh, after the game. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, media availability was uh, given to us, and uh, they allowed for uh, uh, Jarrell Satterfield and Keontae Kennedy to speak with the media afterwards. Um, obviously, uh, they were uh, uh, rather upset and dejected with, with the way things went down, uh, you know, not being able to close out a game leading by double digits. Uh, both Keontae and Jarrell were, were very just uh, short in their answers, uh, you know, and, and that's understandable. Uh, but they did say, you know, at the end of the game, that, you know, just the shots for them didn't go down while uh, Davidson, or excuse me, Davidson Bradley was able to make uh, the shots when it counted, especially in that last four-minute stretch. Um, and, you know, they gave, they gave the team that they faced tonight um, all the credit in the world uh, and, and spoke volumes about him. And then also uh, the Bradley head coach, spoke with the media and he was uh very, very uh uh appreciative of the experience of coming to the Sun Bowl, the city, the hospitality. It was uh the coach's one hundredth win with uh with wow. Bradley. Nice. So okay. yeah um yeah, and he said he, he couldn't he wouldn't have wanted to do it with another group of guys like the one he has today. Um and I spoke to him specifically and I don't know if you guys have gotten into it Adrian um I asked him about uh, that sequence where uh they were called for a travel as one of the players fell over with the ball in possession. And then UTEP failed to inbound, got called for a five-second violation. And then from there, Bradley went on to, to score a three-pointer to make it 67-64. I asked him if that was the catalyst that got things going, and he definitely agreed with that with that sentiment or, or that sequence, yeah, he that was uh, the, the turning
0: the... point. That's a really good point, Joe. Because at that five second violation, that, first off, that was a horrible uh, play. I mean, Utah needed to inbound that ball. I know that there was a lot of confusion there, but I thought that swung a lot of momentum. Great call, right there, Joe. I appreciate. Uh, yeah, the good stuff. What else did uh, What else did uh, the coaches say after the game?
9: Well, so then uh, Golden came in, and uh, obviously he he was very complimentary of his team, his effort or their effort uh, tonight. Um, you know, but he did acknowledge that at the end, uh, they might have, you know, they obviously ran out of bodies with Agnew and Kalu and fouling out, might have ran a li- out of a little bit of gas. He was also very complimentary and spoke uh, very well of, of their opponent tonight, which Bradley was a, a very good team. Um, and he said that, uh, you know, it was just one of those situations where, where uh, you know, giving up the 14-point lead or the double-digit lead, it was just... It, it it affected them down the stretch, and I think you know the, the situation that presented itself uh, made all the difference in the world. One thing I did ask a major, in particularly obviously, this is the end of non-conference of their non-conference schedule. They go into conference play next Thursday when they go and travel to Alabama Birmingham. I asked them if, and my only question to him tonight was, um, you know, these first twelve games of the season with all of the adversity this team has had, all of the circumstances that they've been presented with. That are out of their control. I asked him if it was a hard, if it was difficult to make of an analysis of what this team is and what they're capable of going into conference play, and um, he said, "Yeah." He said it's it's difficult to do that. Uh, you know, and the perfect example was tonight. They ran a lot of plays with a lot of different uh, lineups that they don't that they haven't really practiced uh, with that personnel, and they haven't had time to. But these circumstances keep presenting themselves, and they just kind of have to roll with the punches. Um, So, yeah, this team, he he alluded to the fact that this team still has a lot of potential for growth, and hopefully we can see that over the course of conference play. And at the end of the day, I think all of the minor fans uh, want this team to be a contender, to be a protagonist uh, from here on out until, uh, you know, the end of – the end of February, beginning of April.
0: Yeah. Or, excuse me, beginning of March. No, I'm, I'm, I hear you. I hear you, Joe. Hey, man, great stuff. I really appreciate the phone call, man. Great press conference breakdown. And uh, as always, man, really appreciate you uh, calling in here on Minor Talk. Merry Christmas to you, Joe, and uh, I really appreciate it again.
9: Merry Christmas to you and Sal and everyone listening to Minor Talk. Thanks for tuning in.
0: All right. Hey, good stuff there, Joe. Uh, really appreciate that phone call as well. And, hey, Sal, I thought Joe brought up a really great question to uh, head coach yeah. Joe Golding because I don't think that we truly know what this team is right now. We haven't seen a continuity as far as their depth as far as the rotations because they have it they've been without a lot of guys here and there
2: yeah a variety of uh, rotations out there on the floor i think if there's one thing um th- that we could kind of identify this team with it's grit you know I, i'm I, with you yeah i, I, I it think is this grit. team is going to going to try to win any way possible it's just you can't really find or pinpoint one um, aspect of of the game that they really excel at over the others. Over the others, I, I guess one would probably be defense. Yeah, um, that's perimeter defense is is okay. I mean, tonight they they, they kind of got exposed a little bit, but oh, uh, yeah. for sure the. Um, the block defense or the download defense, that's hurting big time. And they're also without their their starting big man and Titus Verhoeven. Um, but aside from that, though, if, if there's an identity for this team, I'm just going to go back to what I said earlier. It's grit and hustle. They're, they're going to do that game in and game out and uh, just try to find ways to win. It, it didn't work out tonight. Bradley was able to catch fire and uh, really just change the game from going 12 for ni- uh, 29 from beyond the yeah. arc. I mean, that right there, they double up on UTEP, so three-pointers, despite UTEP being better from the free throw line um you know bradley able to really just carry the game away with those three pointers and we saw it when they were climbing back in the lead and then eventually um you know breaking away with those three pointers
0: yeah they were deadly from beyond the arc in this game i'm with you on that sal uh let's go to leon who's joining us next on the phone lines eight eight zero five seven six three. good evening leon how's it going hey
10: good evening gentlemen great show adrian and sal And uh, happy Christmas, or Merry Christmas to your family. Merry Christmas to you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate
0: your phone call, man. Thank you so much. What did you think of tonight?
10: Well, one of the disadvantages of of being a follow-up call with some of the great callers you had before this is there's not uh, little left to the imagination here. Well, I'll tell you this. They already brought up uh, not being able to get the ball inbounds, but one thing this team is not, it is not Soleil Boom's team. And I hate to say that, I know he played through some tough opportunities, but somebody already said it tonight. A lot of bad decisions. How many turnovers himself did he have?
11: Uh, And taking that
10: ridiculous shot, that ridiculous shot, I I don't understand. Maybe he's worried about selling more T-shirts, man. He's a great young man, but this team does not revolve around this guy. It hasn't when he played for Terry. We need to start putting some some handcuffs on him because – Like the other caller said, Solu, a good player, probably a great teammate. Hey, man, you don't always have to be the hero. And tonight, I think he tried to do a little bit too much. He needs to play. We have all heard this since we were kids. Play within yourself, and they will come around. I like the progress. I don't like that they're trying to revolve it around him. He's not the guy. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, appreciate
0: it. Hey, appreciate it so much, Leon. Thanks so much, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Uh, I'll just say this. I get it. There's a lot of people. Let's just say this. I was thinking about it. Like, When's the last player UTEP has had, like Sule Boom, where fans have such a love-hate relationship with? And I think that's um. it. They have they have a love hate relationship with Sule Boom because when he's on a hot streak, when he's giving you a twenty three point game, when he's scoring over twenty points, period, fans love him because he's providing that scoring boost. And he could be UTEP's best scorer. But when he's inefficient, when he's not hitting shots, when he's uh, a little rocky from you know from th- three point range or whatever, even from the floor, then that's when Sule Boom falters. And I, I, I you have to go with what Hunter said earlier. He's just not what you need in late-game situations, and he's proved it. And I hate to say that because I really like Sule, and uh, he just isn't. You have to, being objective on this measure, he's uh, not somebody who uh, is a crunch time player who can maybe change the game in a two-minute situation. I think he plays way better when they have a lead, and a comfortable lead for that matter.
2: Uh, I think he's... he's his best portion of his game rather would be the speed quickness uh, along with the three point shooting but on nights where those shots aren't falling well you know what i mean what is he doing out there and, and just
0: drawing contact that's I'm, it right i mean
2: i mean yeah true he does get to the line a fair amount he's extremely efficient from the free throw line but Aside from that, though, if it's a field goal, that the opportunity of that falling in live action without being fouled is very slim, man. And tonight showed that. I mean, going two for eight. Yeah, he has 11 points on eight shots, but five of those points are coming from the charity stripe. And I just kind of want to um, encounter what... Um, What Leon said in terms of the turnovers, Uh, he only had one turnover. Yeah, only one turnover. But to counter my counter, right? Because I got to, you know, contradict myself all the time. But, um, yeah, he only has one turnover, but he has no assists as well. So when he has the ball, he's more than likely just putting up a shot and not really, at least on tonight, not really trying to get other guys involved. And it hurt, man, because they lose by seven points. And I I think there was points that were uh, grabbed in garbage time to really make the score bigger than it was. But, I mean, if he's able to dish it out and a couple of other guys get some assists, it could be a completely different game. Maybe goes to overtime. Maybe UTEP wins. I don't know. Uh, but for sure, he needs to get more guys involved in the offense.
0: I like that point, Sal, because I think that with Sule Boom, he, he often plays that hero ball style where he just takes it all upon himself. And I think he just needs to realize, here's the, here's the nicest way to put it, he just doesn't have to do it all. You have other players. Trust your players. You don't have to necessarily yeah. do it all because there are other players on this team who could step up in nice situations and really give you a boost and a lift. So that that's the biggest thing with Sule.
2: Yeah, and you know what? So I I think he's really tried to put the team on his back because before the offense was so stagnant. Right. The, uh, there was really no production on the offense. It was literally coming from Sule. Boom, having to put up a certain amount of offense. shots. Exactly. But now you have guys coming along and, and fitting into their game. And granted, this guy did lead uh, the team today in scoring, and that is Keontae Kennedy. He's kind of been that hero these last four or five games, so to speak. Uh, but then your other guy, who's supposed to be a good offensive player, not really showing up either, and that's Jamal Enemy going two for ten. So he, he kind of, I don't want to say he makes up for it, but he does more on offense than just try to score. And, and we know what that is, playmaking, getting the ball to the to the hot hand when need be. But at the same time, if you're going to be putting up more than five, six shots, you got to be efficient man you you can't barely be um you know reaching uh or matching your points with your shot attempts, especially when they're in double digits and you're in the in the low tens. That, that just cannot happen.
0: No, I'm, I'm totally with you there on that, Sal. 880-5763, that's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That is 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Minor talk continues. We'll hand out some awards next. If you'd like to duck in a late call, now is the time to do it. 880-5763 as we continue. Presented by the Oscar Audi at the agency, This is Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
12: This is Steve Kaplowitz and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial free to your phone or tablet. That's right. All the best calls, interviews and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts.
5: Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. A garage door opener is something commonly found in homes and cars all across the country. In fact, we produce 10 to 15 million garage door visor clips for your remote controls. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at keatssw.com.
4: When winter weather impacts us here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry.
6: And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track weather team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood.
4: And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind,
12: rain, or snow we expect. With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and
4: how to avoid it.
6: The ABC 7 Storm Track Weather Team.
4: With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP basketball and coach Joe Golding. Coach Golding has made some changes, and so has Longhorn Distributing. We've added ceramic coatings to our store. We've expanded our service department to give faster and more efficient service on pressure washers and cleaning equipment. Longhorn Distributing is the only distributor for hot sea pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. We're located at 5516 East Paisano, so call us for a demonstration at 772-9092.
12: Wind Supply LP. El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable A.C. and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com.
1: Experience unique flavors. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco Bell, the options. All at Taco Avocado. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocado. eat good for you fast food. No gluten and no sugar. Order online, TacoAvocado.com. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United
10: Bank.
2: The most famous reindeer
7: of all. boot Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny I love
0: this sound. And Minor Talk is back. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis We're wrapping things up here on the show. If you'd like to duck in a late call, now's the time to do it. Our telephone number, 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. We'll burn through tweets. We'll get to awards. We'll wrap things up. We'll preview Conference USA, and then we'll get you ready for Santa Claus coming up here in uh, just a couple days here <laughs> as we continue. minor Talk poll question is up. The Miners have finished their non-conference record. at 7-5 and five overall. What will UTEP finish in Conference USA? And Vote with your response and give us your reasoning below in our Twitter mentions. Well, let's read some of those tweets as well. And right now, by the way, 49% of our listeners say UTEP will finish 4th through 6th. Sal, what do you think about that one right there? Do you agree with uh, UTEP fans thinking UTEP will finish 4th through 6th in Conference USA?
2: Yeah, that's that's what I had voted as well. So I'm one of those votes that's in the lead. Let's go. No, in all seriousness, though, I think um, this... The defense as the season goes along, that's going to be the reason why they're in games. I mean, they were the reason why they were in a lot of games that they've won so far. Uh, but, but granted, it should be said that it's also the reason why they've lost some of these games too. Don't don't get it twisted. Uh, but as the season goes along and they start to become more cohesive uh, throughout that tenure. I think it's going to become stronger, and with the defense, which I believe will be the identity aside from the grit, um, you you just need to patch in that offense. I think it's starting to come together piece by piece. Tonight was was an example of uh, what happens when there's inefficiencies on offense, but even with that being said, I, I mean, they allowed a lot of threes tonight, but... Aside from that, they were able to uh, to have seven more second-chance points, so they helped their defense out there. They'll, they only allowed six fast-break points by uh, Bradley, and we saw them get obliterated in transition by New Mexico State. I know that's a really good team, but we've seen them get obliterated in transition uh, pretty much all season long, so they— Slowly but surely, they're starting to clean up that fast break aspect. Uh, but then on the other side, too, they're still poor in transition themselves. So that's something that we really want to see them clean up. But if they could do that, get, you know, maybe one to two, three extra buckets a game, uh, that could really, really help out, especially when they're trying to form some form of uh, chemistry on offense.
0: I voted the same as you, Sal. I thought they would finish four through six as well in conference, too. So I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Middle of the pack, maybe a little bit above the middle of the pack. That's where UTEP could finish, but they still need to improve. Let's let's uh, make that clear. Conference USA is pretty good, so this will be a challenging conference for them uh, in order to win out or, I mean, in order to just win some games, not win out, win some games in Conference USA, especially on the road. Be challenging for sure. Leo underscore minor fan tweets us. He says fourth through sixth in Conference USA. Herman Flores tweets us the lack of consistency on both sides of the ball, and that's the reason why he voted what he voted. He didn't tell us what he voted. But that's what he said. Ryan Guzman tweets us. Considering everything this team has battled through, I don't blame them for losing gas there at the end. They'll be ready for conference play. Hot take, top three finish. Wow. Ryan Guzman, very optimistic when it comes to UTEP basketball. Rip City Trades tweets us. Need inside presence. The threes are killing them on both ends. Voted seventh through ninth. Interesting right there. Mike Cuviello tweets us, I see little chance for them to make the NIT as a middle of the pack Conference USA team. I hope I'm wrong, but our schedule does us no favors making the tournament. This coming from Leo underscore minor fan. That's more of the perspective I'm coming from, what Hunter said. Also tweeting us is Hunter, Sule's positives don't outweigh his bad. Lost four critical possessions with him either falling, airball, turnover, or whatever. He would have never seen the playing time back in the day on a disciplined team. He'd be better letting the game come to him. More selective is what Hunter Pennypacker says on Twitter. Joe Chacon tweets the show 14 point lead. That's when you get the dagger out and go for the heart and they allowed back-to-back threes. Mm-hmm. This is where the coaching really sets in. They need to stop the run and get back up in front again. The future is bright hashtag picks up. Uh, Alexa D tweets says Hunter Pennypacker Solid call, but Ronnie beats you by a hairline. Ha. Huh. Hashtag minor talk.
2: You know what, Adrian, really quickly before we continue with the uh, with the tweets, I really love that that point about the 14 point lead, how they, they really should have, you know, gone for the kill right there. Because yesterday, when Bradley was taking on Sam Houston State, you know, they they went out to like a six, seven point lead. They extended that to somewhere like 13, 14. And that's when you really saw them kind of turn it up a notch and pull away with what was it, like a six? That was the difference or, of that or, game. Or a 26 point win. Yeah. So they were really, really able to uh, to break away. You got to give them credit. That's what you need to do, especially when you're on the road. So uh big, big props to the Bradley Braves.
0: Hey, Joe Chacon follows it up by saying the talent is there, but the team is still trying to find itself. Let's see them get a few conference road victories and see them fight that confidence. They will need to have at least a winning record, regardless. I'm going to say they make it at least to the NIT hashtag Reppin from Cali. Now, hashtag Ooh. Rock is my OG. Nice, Joe Chacon. Uh Let's go to Augustine. Augustine, Merry Christmas. What's up, man?
11: Hey, Adrian. Uh, Sal. Uh, happy holiday to you guys. And, uh, you know, I, I, being honest, I did not listen to the game. I just got out of watching The Matrix. Oh, what'd you um, think? I did. Uh, you know, I was expecting... A little bit more, but it's a good. It, it's a very good start. Let me tell you that. Okay, That's okay. I going to say people don't like spoilers, but anyway, um, I just wanted to touch on on, on one thing, and, and and you guys probably touched on, on yesterday. I just I've had way too much work and a lot of things. No so, worries.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I
11: wanna hear, I, like, I want to hear your take on Jacob Cowling
0: okay all right here's my take uh, Jacob Cowing was somebody who entered the transfer portal I think it was surprising for a lot of minor fans it's still surprising for me because everybody who I talked to said that there was no way he would leave but uh, at the same point I think he is some he is somebody who's going to have success no matter where he goes to he's a standout player uh, I'm on the side of Jacob Cowing doing what's best for him and I'm, I'm curious to find out when it's all said and done where he ends up I think if he goes to Arizona Arizona State or somewhere close close by he's clearly doing this move for his family and if he goes anywhere else he's clearly doing this for himself to try to get some money through nil deals and maybe get a better selection when it comes to the nfl draft that's pretty much what i hit on last night as far as jacob Cowan goes you
11: know and i have a, a different take on that I, I know i know he's got a, he's got a baby and and and, and, uh, and all that is well and good and, but I think at, at, at this point in time with the Utah football team trying to get better and him being a central part of it, I think I know everybody's going to say, well, it's the new NCAA and this is how, how it's going to be from this point on. But I don't know. I, I just thought this guy would stay. I, I thought this guy was a, a, one of the mainstays for the minors. And I just think it was a total gut punch to everybody what he did and 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 his lack of commitment not not to the fans but, uh, because honestly the players don't care about the fans i mean that, that that's that's a given at any program that, that they care about themselves but uh, i mean caring about about their teammates about them going to a bowl even though it was you know the mexico bowl you know it it, it, it started to set a precedent of success and 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 if he says that it, if it's to better his stock in the NFL, I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter if, if it's NFL, NBA, NHL, or, or whatever. If you've got talent, they're going to find you.
0: I'm with you on that. See, I, okay, okay, Augustine, I'm with you on that. But slow your points down because when you're trying to, you're, you're conflicting your points. I agree with you there, but but where where's this going?
11: This is going to the fact that he did not have to leave to better his stock in the NFL, and and this whole thing about family being away, we we've heard that a million times, and we know it's not true.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up going. But I, I hear where you're coming from. I think Aaron Jones is a prime example. He's somebody who got discovered, played at UTEP. He, uh, Jacob Cowing, if he would have stayed at UTEP, he would still get those amount of targets like he did now. Don't know if he will get those same, uh, you know, volume of targets elsewhere. But I still think he'll have success at another school. I think he'll have he'll want to bet on himself and try to get that national exposure. So I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying that it's necessarily like a knock against himself on against his team for deciding to leave I think this was a decision he wanted for himself and you know for a lot of college athletes they want to do its best for themselves and and try to better their own career it's kind of like a head coach at at a college university leaving before a bowl game and deciding to go to another school so what's what's the difference right here uh between Jacob Cowie and a coach who ends up taking a better job elsewhere
11: yeah we don't care about other coaches we care about the kids and the coaches that come to Utah the other ones can do whatever they want but you know, UTEP is a different kind of animal. And, and just it's, it's, it's heartbreaking that a player with that kind of stature here and with that kind of he, – he, he had already been here for three years. I mean, I, I just don't see why. I just see somebody that was – somebody got to his head and them of
0: relief. That's simple. That's a possibility, too, and we brought that up too yesterday, Augustine. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in, and, and Merry Christmas to you and your family uh, for sure as, as the week continues, but I, I, we mentioned that yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody got in it in Jacob Cowing's year. I think we've hit on all this already, though, Sal. So, I mean, this is yeah. something that we're just kind of circling from yesterday, so hey, appreciate the phone call, uh, Augustine. This is, uh, you know, this is something that we could definitely continue to talk about. No worries at all. Uh, let's go back to Twitter real quick. Joe Chacon tweets the show. Just want to let y'all know that us for us out-of-towners, this show means a lot. Football or basketball, it makes us feel like we're back home again. Hope y'all and everyone listening has a blessed Christmas. Looking forward to the next show. Hashtag send me tamales from Lupita's, please.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: We got to hit that place I'll, up.
2: I'll send those to you in about six months when I finally get to the front of the line. <laughs>
0: That's a good That one. place Great is one. always
2: slammed, but uh, rightfully so, man. Shout out to Lupita's.
0: Okay. This is awful. I, I don't even want to talk about this, but we have to. Joe Jacone, please play Dev- devil's advocate and just talk briefly about the small possibility of UTEP playing in the Sun Bowl. LOL, I'd have to make it a point to be out there for that one. Hashtag it could happen. Okay, I don't know if this could actually happen, but I'm just going to say this. Uh, Today, the precedent was set with Texas A&M's bowl game against Wake Mm -hmm. Forest being canceled because, not canceled, but they're going to have to find a replacement team because the Aggies of Texas A&M are not able to play in their bowl game because of a COVID outbreak. Now, this set the precedent that, hey, if another team has a COVID outbreak and if another team can't make a bowl game, maybe they find a replacement team and maybe they look uh, somebody that makes geographic sense. Now, for UTEP and the Sun Mole, I'm not going to say this makes any sort of sense. I'm not going to say this is happening. I'm not going to even entertain the idea because I think it's really far as far as a This is way too far of a uh, stretch right here, but I will say this. Mm. Miami has a COVID outbreak. They've been a little hush-hush about things. Uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl says that it's still on for next week. They will still be playing for Washington State Miami, and they're keeping that uh, schedule right now as it is. Now, Miami is supposed to delay their travel plans to come in El Paso a little bit later, so, I mean, you take the Canes, who could be without days of practice, or you take the Cougars, who are well-prepared and getting ready to come into town and win this bowl game. But I'll tell you this replacement game, replacement team, it's going to have to come quicker. And I don't think that the, the sun Bowl's trending in that direction one bit. I'm just going to say that. I think it's a, a real big reach.
2: Yeah. I I have no idea what's, uh, what's going to be done. This is the first time hearing of it too. I kind of just been locked up behind a computer with work all day. But uh, aside from that though, in all seriousness, uh, I don't even think that, that a replacement team would be an option. They, they might kind of just uh, say, Hey, no Sun Bull. If it's not right for one... Then it's not going to be right. I don't the think audience. they're even going
0: to get to that point. I, that's that was my big point. Is yeah. that I don't even think they're going to get to that point. I,
2: so we'll yeah we'll see what's going. On. It's a stretch, but
0: hey, uh, we'll we'll entertain it here. I, I said we
2: won't entertain, but we there did we entertain <laughs> it. Joe Chacon, good job. You, you know what though? Let's say UTEP does play in a Sun Bowl. I like their chances. Last Sun Bowl they were in, huh? they won,
0: huh? Yeah, <laughs> I like it, uh, Mister E. Come on, Augustine. The writing was on the wall. Good luck to Jacob Cowing. Hashtag Trader. Hashtag Life Goes On. Wow, Kinsley Onyema tweets the show. There are they are forming a stage of team development as far as his uh, uh, his vote for where UTEP will finish in Conference USA. I love that right there. Hey, let's get to uh, some awards here on the program right now. Sal, I think we're pretty much on point with uh, our yeah. hot hand of the game. Not going to Sule Boom, who scored 11 points. Going to Jarrell Satterfield, yeah. 4 of 9 from the floor, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. Jarrell Satterfield, who has not been named an award recipient on this show yet, has finally won his first A hot hand of the game award, and that's thanks to our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. Hey, it's chilly outside. You can keep any everyone warm, comfortable, and Coasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso is the official champion uh, supplier of champion heating and cooling products. Locate your nearest champion dealer online today. Visit the Find a Dealer tab at El windsupplyelpaso.com. Let's go to our player of the game. Again, this, is, this might be three straight nights. Keontae Kennedy actually might be four straight nights going all the way back to Probably, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Keontae Kennedy earning the Player of the Game Award with 16 points, 6-12 of 12 shooting. Didn't have his greatest performance today, but still hauled down five rebounds. Took home all tournament honors. Also had three steals on the defensive side. Wow. Yeah. Keontae Kennedy, Player of the Game, presented by Keats Southwest. They delivered the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world. All made right here in the 915 El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest online today at keatssw.com. You good with those
2: awards, Sal? I like it. Keontae's been uh, the clear-cut best player for UTEP throughout this recent stretch. And uh, just want to shed some light with uh, with uh, the Jarrell Satterfield selection. Great choice for sure. Finally cracks the list. But uh, aside from him shooting 75% from three-point range, 0 turnovers. Nice. A guy who, who jots in 26 minutes worth of game time and doesn't turn it over once. So, not only is he valuable from beyond the arc, he can be trusted with the ball in his hand, too.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm I'm totally with you on that. Jarrell Satterfield, hot hand of the game. It's Keontae Kennedy winning the player of the game. Last tweet to get to, it's Adrian at enemy win three. Miami hates the Sun Bowl. Bring in the minors. Hashtag minor talk. Oh, <laughs> man. I can't do this. I can't do this. But, hey, people can dream. I'll let them do it. I entertain the idea, said I wouldn't, but uh, we talked about it anyways. Uh, UTEP finishes their non-conference slate. They are now 7-5 and five overall. They have UAB next Thursday. What a tough task for the Miners to take on Andy Kennedy and his squad, but the Miners will have a chance to be back home with their own uh, family uh, through this next uh, you know holiday period. They'll be back in action on Sunday when they get back to the practice court and then they'll get ready for conference play. Sal, as we turn the page Look over to next week, uh, conference USA play. This is where UTEP yeah. will truly be tested.
2: Yeah, big time. They're coming off a, a red hot UAB team, and I think they hung up a hundred tonight i don't i don't, oh, I don't even remember who they played at the it doesn't matter though you score 100 that shows that you're going into that next game feeling pretty good on offense so they're gonna have uh they're gonna have a big big challenge that's for sure and it's at Barto arena the legendary Barto arena so that place is a very very hostile environment uh, when the team is average so when the team is good as they are this year it's gonna be an even bigger challenge but you know, I, I like uh, I like the miners' uh, opportunity to learn from it and continue to get better as conference play uh, goes on and literally starts right there. But as conference play goes on, um, you you can't have a, a tougher task than a UAB and also a Middle Tennessee. You got to be better for it. A couple games after that knowing what you know after playing those two teams to kick it off.
0: We'll have the coverage for you for those two games. UAB tipping off on Thursday, Middle Tennessee next Saturday. If you miss any of Minor Talk, you can catch us on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts and you can check us out. Subscribe, like, and share the podcast with people that also like UTEP Sports. It really helps us out as well here on the show. We really appreciate everybody who tuned in. Merry Christmas to everybody if you do not listen to Sports Talk Tomorrow we'll be back in action. Tomorrow, live at four o'clock at four eighty Sports Bar and, Bar and Grill. Before Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency, right here on six hundred
1: ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across el paso if you missed any of minor talk listen to the show on demand by downloading minor talk wherever you get your podcasts. 100 ESPNLPASO.com.